Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money and the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. Today, we'll be talking about the current trends of emerging markets in the current market as we continue to face the impacts of the Russia-Ukraine war, surging inflation, and continuous interest rate hikes. So joining us on the phone today to tell us more is Steve Sun, Senior Portfolio Specialist with the Emerging Markets Equity Team at Morgan Stanley Investment Management. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on. Hi, thank you for agreeing to join us today. So, with Russia's war in Ukraine, soaring energy prices, and further disruption to global supply chains and food production, how have emerging market market equities performed thus far? Well, I think emerging markets... I know it gets classified just as a one group uh, together, but mm-hmm. you know it's an amalgamation of sort of 24 different countries. So depending on which right. country you're talking about, mm-hmm. but broadly, not surprisingly, EM has underperformed mm-hmm. what U.S. and Europe has this, so far this year. Mm-hmm. But I think even within it, um, what you'll see is the countries that are a bit more focused on energy and commodities, not mm-hmm. surprisingly, have actually done better. So. Mm-hmm. Chile, Brazil, to some extent, and then most of the Middle East countries, given the fact that they do have a very large um, energy exposure. So you've had you know, fairly strong performances, countries like Saudi Arabia, which mm. really benefited from the fact that Russia, with the invasion, got kicked out of the EM index. Um, and I think on the other end of it, because of what's happened, as you mentioned, with Ukraine and the Russian war that's going on, a lot of the Eastern European countries have had a much more difficult time. So you've had, I think, Poland and Hungary on the other side, which are down almost nearly 40% for the year now. Mm, I see, I see. And with that continuous interest rate hikes that we see globally, especially in the U.S., um, the surging dollar, it seems to be not only hurting other currencies, including like the Japanese yen or the Chinese yen, but also more money managers are ditching exchange-traded funds that invest in emerging market bonds and stocks? Yeah. No, I mean, I think generally the story for EM had been that you buy EM or get exposure to it when the dollar is weaker. Mm-hmm. And I think the story really for EM had historically been talking about the commodity cycle because that was what had worked. But I think, you know, what's really changed since the GFC in 2008 is that you have had sort of the rise of the larger economy, so whether it's China or Mm -hmm. India, and to some extent even in places like Latin America, where the domestic market, the domestic economic market growth, and at the rise of domestic consumers has meant that there has been sort of the big dispersion. So I think, you know, what's happening with the dollar perhaps is much more of a risk aversion. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think for those two currencies you mentioned, the yen and the and the yuan, um, there's also an added element of sub country specific um, issues. Obviously, with the Bank of Japan's policy leading to the weaker yen, and obviously in China, you got the COVID situation that's going on. But even within it, I think similar to the previous comment is that you know some of the weaknesses that you're seeing in the currency that's happening in some pockets. So, you know, Latin America, for example, has had a 
pretty strong performance this year. And a mm-hmm. big chunk of that is really come from the FX or the foreign currency appreciation. So both the Brazilian real and the Mexican peso, which are the two big markets in Latin America, are up for the year, right? Mm-hmm. And I think even in our part of the world, um, Indonesia and rupiah and rupiah on a relative basis has actually done well. But I think the issue really related to the ETFs in particular is that you know, the gone are the days of sort of throwing everything together in terms of emerging markets into one basket and trading as a basket. Perhaps it's more of a risk aversion. I think the way we are looking at EM is that you should be very sort of specific about sort of bottom-up opportunity, both at a country level and a thematic level. So I think it really depends on where you're picking your battles. And I think mm-hmm. for us, you know, it probably doesn't make sense to have so much of your exposure in places like Eastern Europe now, I've been given the challenges you're actually seeing at this moment. I think even in some of the countries that have much larger export exposure, for example, so Taiwan and Korea have also seen some weaknesses both on the currency front as well as on the market front this year. Mm. So which emerging market would you say has been the hardest hit by the surging U.S. dollar? Yeah, I, I think it's right now setting aside the issues with what's happening for you know, idiosyncratic reasons in those countries I mentioned in Eastern Europe, so Poland and Hungary because of Ukraine, mm-hmm. their proximity um, clearly have been hit. Um, but then setting aside those countries, it's been the North Asian countries. And I think part of the reason why Korea and Taiwan have also been hit is in addition to that surging dollar, what it actually means for the economic growth and I think sort of the global growth broadly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there are concerns now with the U.S. Fed that's been hiking fairly aggressively. You know, will that lead to more of a recession going forward? Right. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of, you know, where the U.S. Fed goes, obviously the big concern is, is they going to keep hiking at 75 basis point clip? Right. What will the EM central banks do? But I think, you know, EM central banks to a large extent are probably been ahead of the curve, mm-hmm. um, which is perhaps the reason why on a relative basis, EM actually hasn't hit, been hit as, as hard as it historically has been. So if you look back in mm-hmm. 2016, for example, so, I mean, the reality is that, you know, if you look at last year, you've already had, I think, 14 countries within EM that already start hiking rates, which is obviously much, much ahead of what the U.S. Fed has done. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing is that because of the slowing Chinese economy, I mean, China is clearly in an easing cycle. There's now been talks about much more fiscal stimulus coming through. So um, I think it's a sort of different pockets of what you're seeing happening right now. But I think the bigger issue really is will this surging dollar continue on? I think last couple of days, and including today, um, you've had dollar come under quite a bit of pressure at this moment, which mm-hmm. is the, I think, market narratives changed a little bit where it's been talking more about peaking of inflation, right? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. whether it's the container rates or the, you know, the Baltic dry index, which talks, you know, it's just the broader commodities, but all those have really been rolling over recently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you mentioned China at the last bit. Um, So China has been hit by, you know, several headwinds, including new COVID flare-ups, the property sector. What's your outlook on Chinese equities? Yeah, no, I mean, I think China's an interesting market because the reality is, regardless of what's happening in the near term, it is 
the case that you have what, 18, 19% of the global population in China, mm-hmm. and it is still growing. The middle class, I think that story is actually well known. So there's been some talk about whether certain markets like China are investable or not, given regulations, given what's happened with COVID. But I think our view is that you, know, you can't really take countries as large and as, as big as China into sort of one broad stroke. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the monies that we manage on behalf of clients are institutional, and I think some institutions have actually even come to us talking about, should we be looking at emerging market ex-China? Mm-hmm. But our view is that, yes, I mean, you can't look at it, but if you look at sort of the broader economy, so whether it's countries like Korea and Taiwan, as we spoke about earlier, but even in Singapore, Indonesia, India to a large extent, um, you have economies that are really interlinked. So I think for us, it really talking about China, even with the concerns about when is COVID restrictions going to end, how is the property sector going to get bailed out? But I think, you know, mid to long term, opportunities in China, I think, still going to be prevalent. I think regardless of what's happening with the regulations at this moment, there are going to be pockets of growth that are still going to be with us probably next five, six, seven years. So I think for us, um, given the negative sentiment surrounding China, given where the stocks are trading from a valuation perspective, mm-hmm. um, we are looking for sort of new ideas in China thematically too. Mm. And we have just about a minute left to yep. go. Uh, very quickly, I want to talk about ESG investment. So there's been yep. rapid growth in ESG investment since the early 21st century. How are emerging markets integrating these ESG trends? Yes. Um, I think, you know, ESG has been around with us for a long time. I think particularly it wasn't called ESG, but obviously focus on governance. Um, it's getting better. Um, I think certain countries are doing a better job of it, the governance framework. And also the reality is that environmental and social issues mm-hmm. do matter much more for EM. So, you know, while we're probably in the early stages of it, companies that we speak with, management, and also at a, at a country level, I think they're becoming much more work because it is going to have a much bigger impact on a longer term. And I think most of the policymakers are obviously taking a much longer view uh, going forward. So it's going to be with us for a number of years. Well, thank you so much, Steve, for breaking this all down for us. Thank you for having me and uh, look forward to speaking again soon. Thank you. We look forward to having you back on our show again. We've been speaking with Steve Sun, Senior Portfolio Specialist with the Emerging Markets Equity Team at Morgan Stanley Investment Management. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.